Hello, everyone, and welcome to this Loon Dive on Sound of the Loons. I'm excited to welcome Minnesota United's Chief Soccer Officer, Manny Lagos. And besides being a huge part of building the team that Minnesota puts out on the pitch every week, he has some personal experience as a player with something sort of like what the Loons went through this season. When uh, Minnesota United struggled out of the gate with four losses in a row, it was often noted that only two teams since 1999 had lost their first four games and gone on to make the playoffs. Those teams were Miami, Inter-Miami, and CF Montreal uh, last year in 2020, a year where it seemed like, first of all, basically every Eastern Conference team made it into the playoffs. And secondly, because of COVID uh, disrupting the season, that meant losing two games, taking a couple weeks off, and then losing a couple games during the group stage of the MLS's back tournament. It was weird. It was a weird year. But in 1999, the, Tap the Tampa Bay Mutiny, RIP, lost their first four games and went on to make the playoffs. Manny Lagos, you were a member of that team, not, not at the start of that season, you were traded there, but obviously you were in the process of, you were part of turning that around and, and getting the team to the playoffs. First of all, could you start, because I always love hearing these stories, could you just start with giving us a snapshot of what the league was like at that point, just three years into the league? Well, I mean, it, it was it was interesting for me personally, you know, I was just coming back from some major injuries and, and with the Chicago fire and had some success, won a championship there. Uh, but I definitely actually wanted a new environment. Um, and so I was actually excited to go to Tampa and I didn't really at that point realize the kind of hole they were in, but I certainly, um, you know, looking back excited and, and probably my ego is, is happy that, you know, when I got there, we had a nice run and we, the team seemed to really start to take hold. And we got some nice national press for, for the turnaround. And it was a nice secondary part of my career post injuries where um, I got to make a difference and an influence. And I the league was 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 building into the years of survival, I would say, at that point. You know, the, 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 the opening years of the league was a lot of energy, a lot of momentum, a lot of superstars, but now was the real roll up your sleeves and find out you're going to survive. And you mentioned Tampa Bay, RIP couldn't quite do that, but um, it definitely had some success on the field and resiliency the first couple of years. And really the two years I was there, we did really well. And I really enjoyed my experience and time there. So um, a lot of it, I think still has to do with what happened this year, which is just embracing who you are, the adversity of, of, of the hole you're in and, and really figuring out how you can, you know, start to build a group uh, that understands that it's not how you start a story, it's how you finish. Yeah, do you feel like, coming back from injury as, as, as you were, do you feel like there were some, some parallels in terms of that uh, grappling with your, your adversity and saying there's no way to get past this except to go through it, and that's, there's a sort of element team-wide to sort of pulling yourself out of a hole like that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think um, there's no doubt this year 0-4, after the year we had last year, no, it was crazy with COVID. Um, the expectation was not that. And, you know, there's nothing other than being honest about what our expectations are as a club and the expectation and, and the acceptability of 0-4 wasn't, wasn't part of it. Uh, but that doesn't mean it's the end of the world. It just means that we have to all as a club unite and figure out a way to combine uh, our resources, combine our support systems, and certainly, you know, hopefully, uh, use it as a time to help the coaches and help the players remind themselves of the qualities they have and, and start to build towards trying to get to the playoffs, which the timing of this podcast is perfect because uh, there's a good ending to that start this year. Yeah. That, that start from Minnesota United. I mean, I think that, um, 
obviously it shows a tremendous amount of sort of resilience, sort of bouncing back from that, pulling the team together. Um, it, it obviously doesn't just turn around in a snap. I mean, you sort of, there's, there's, different elements to each game as, as plenty of people have said before, most notably Brent Coleman is the one I always think of soccer is cruel. You can play better than the other team and lose. It definitely happens. Um, what, what do you think it took? I don't know if it's uh, not so much tactically, but sort of spiritually, emotionally to sort of make that turnaround from Minnesota United this year from that own four hole to sort of come back and then, and then have a good season. Again, I, I, I think it, it took the ability for us, not not to necessarily panic, but be honest with our start. You know, it's it's a little bit of both. It's it's really um, making sure that we understand the full season is is a lot of ups and downs, and we hit a major down. And really, how are we going to start to grow and, and build on it each other within the club? Um, and ultimately, um, you know, I I think uh, we've had a lot of moments this season where we've been very consistent. And we've had some moments where we've been inconsistent. So ultimately this season has been a little bit of story of, of us not quite being the consistency we want, which is okay. You know, we we're, we're, we're going to take that mentality and what we have into the uh, playoffs. And we're going to hopefully use it to gain from the experience we've had all year to hopefully go on a great run in a couple of weeks. So again, I, I think there was a lot of good, honest discussion about how do we, how do we grow and build from our, our tough start? And make sure that we're honest about it, but also uh, understand that we have a good team and we, we've got a good group and we're, we're building a club that we believe will be perennial playoffs. Um, and that held true. You know, we, we've, we really stayed the course. And like I said, it wasn't perfect here, but we battled to, to get into the playoffs. Yeah, and again, perennially in the playoffs, it's the third season, uh, which is which is no small feat to to make the playoffs three years in a row. Um, so Minnesota United, in contrast to your time um, in in MLS, Minnesota United never did, and and likely never will, unless they somehow bring it back. Participate uh, in a two legged version of 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 the postseason. How how different is that process of preparing for? you know, a home game and an away game or whatever order you have to play it and 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 all that goes on in, in, in terms of that kind of format versus this sort of one-and-done format? I mean, I, I think within the game, there's a little bit more strategic when you have a two-legged game and format just because, you, you know, you're, you're playing 180 minutes of soccer instead of 90 minutes. And, you know, there's a little strategy in terms of whether you want to play at home first or home second, um, how each leg is considered at halftime versus, you know, just one game. Um, and then there's you know, good or bad, maybe less of the all or nothing mentality that goes into the one game playoffs. Um, and certainly, uh, you know, cr- the current iteration really reminds people how 0-4 starts can affect your seating in the playoffs. Um, I, I don't want to make excuses that the only reason, but we are not hosting a home playoff game to start off this playoffs. And all of the areas that we didn't quite get the points needed, uh, we can look back and say we, we could have done better and hopefully we build on that and decide, you know, that we're going to do better next year and, and have our focus be get a home playoff game. Um, and so it, it's certainly unique. You know, I, I think it's always a good time in these podcasts where we're talking about 0-4 and, and I kind of my brain just went to my one of my favorite moments as an individual player playoff experience was when we were down 4-0 within a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played for the San Jose Earthquakes against the Yellow Galaxy. Uh, and somehow we figured out a way to win the game 5-4 in overtime and go on to win the championship that year. So um, I, I certainly think uh, there are so many cool elements of this sport that are complex and unique, but there's also just straight up like moments of 
of exhilaration and battling um, that happen. And again, I, I think uh, I don't want to oversimplify things, but sometimes that's just what it was. It was a crappy 0-4 start and we had to get out of it. Yeah. So it was a crappy moment that we were down 4-0 and we had to go all or nothing to see if we could figure it out. Yeah, not just not just one five four, but one five four in uh, the ninety sixth minute on uh, Rodrigo Faria's uh, golden goal. Uh, I mean, what, tell us a little bit more about that. That team, the Quakes team, had Landon Donovan on it, right? Yeah, we had Landon Donovan, Jeff Agus, uh, Troy Dack was a good teammate of mine. Um, Richard Mulrooney, uh, Dwayne DiRosario, um, a good, good crew. Like, uh, like, yeah, I mean, we had older players were kind of going toward the end of their career. And then we had some really good young players that, you know, looking back now have, have had outstanding careers. Craig Weibel, Eddie Robinson, um, Pat Onstad is, uh, in the league. So yeah, we, we just had a 20 year anniversary for a 2001 team. Uh, so this is not the same team as this happened, but ultimately it was a special night. I mean, we, we were at Spartan stadium, this tight, closed in field we rarely lost and we blinked and next thing you know on aggregate we were down four nothing 10 minutes in and again there was just something about our group and just how uh, within that micro moment we were just ready to battle out of it um and that's really you you know something i think why we didn't just win that night i think we went on the championship because that's Mm -hmm. kind of what that group was in terms of how we embraced the adversity of everything you know again that team uh, had won two championships in three years and we really dominated at home. So I think being at home that night really helped us, you know, dig ourselves out of a huge hole. Yeah. You, I think, I think the team was also down a man at that point. Is that, uh, no, is that, is that right? no, no, we, no? We, had, we were, we had equal, we had equal men. So, okay. All right. Um, yeah, again, as we were talking about before this, it's hard to find the the exact history of a lot of this stuff because it's a little bit, it's, it's maybe not quite as well recorded as it should be. So, um, but it's great to hear about that stuff. Also talking about historically, um, I'm working on some stuff with regards to the Portland matchup coming up. Um, again, these teams, I noted that they have Minnesota United and Portland have the longest MLS history because the very first Minnesota United game in MLS was against Portland. Um, but you coached against Portland uh, in the USSF D2 Pro League uh, back in the uh, NSC Stars days, I believe. Um, how much experience have you had with Portland just outside of, of MLS prior to, to, that, to even coming to MLS with Minnesota United? Um, well, quite a bit, you know, obviously they, they were part of the league in, in some way, shape or form in D2 soccer before in the MLS. And we, we've been around in some iteration of, of pro soccer, Minnesota Thunder, Minnesota Stars, and then obviously Minnesota United before we went to MLS. Um, and it's, it's cool because there's been some awesome rivalries within, uh, the Portland team and awesome rivalries within Minnesota at the D2 level. Um, I think personally for me, I, I, I think we either tied or won and I got kicked out of the game as one of my big moments as a coach. Um, you know, I, I threw my coat on the field, my sport coat. Uh, uh, I'm not sure why I, I think I barely threw it on the field. And then the head coach at the time was Gavin Wilkinson, who is now my counterpart CSO. Mm-hmm. And he basically told the fourth official, look, his coat went on the field or something like that. And I got kicked out. So, but I think the guys battled back and we won that night, which was a big win uh, at the time back then. So, um, <laughs> a lot of history, a lot of history for me, but ultimately it's, it's great history. I mean, it, 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 to me, these are two amazing organizations, two identities. I think that have built uh, a sense of pride for us soccer in terms of how we present the game to the, the global market um, fan bases that are genuine, authentic, uh, 
supportive, um, and and really, again, I think have have given a vision for what MLS can be for the next ten to twenty years. Yeah, it's going to be really exciting. I always like games between uh, you know the Timbers and the Loons. Um, uh, Minnesota United has had a good deal of success recently against the Timbers. Uh, a good deal of success at Providence Park as well, which is a super fun stadium and fun in a lot of uh, different ways from Allianz Field. But that old minor league ballpark feel there is 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 really fun. Takes me back to my childhood of going to minor league baseball games. So uh, I know we'll all be looking forward to it. It's going to be quite a tilt. We've got uh, we've got some time to prepare for it, uh, and uh, it's 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 going to be quite a first round matchup uh manny thanks so much for taking the time out of your day and uh talking to us a little bit about the history here appreciate it thanks and uh we've got a big couple weeks here and let's get ready for a big game on the road uh, on the 21st all right come on you loons 